It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? The Washington Wizards lose to the Philadelphia 76ers tonight in D.C., 131 and 126, led by 50 points by Joel Embiid. But the starting five did look good. And off the bench, Vlad Koulibaly and Corey Kispert were solid. So we're going to talk about the studs and duds, and we're going to chop it up with you guys at the end like we do next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. And we definitely appreciate you guys making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 and bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So, Washington Wizards drop a really close game. A really good game tonight, 131 to 126 to the Sixers. Um, B dropping a 50-piece, but <laughs> Bilal Kulabali looked like a future superstar, in my opinion. Jordan Poole looked solid. So let's get right into it. So, E, who impressed you the most tonight? Because this was a really, really good team game. But who impressed you the most? Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, I'm going to go with Bilal tonight, man, getting the strip on Joel Embiid and getting the dunk. Uh, also, dunking on someone. I, I – I got to see who, who he dunked on. I'm, I'm blanking on who he dunked on, but that was a beautiful dunk yeah. uh, right there. He went coast to coast. Uh, he went to coast to coast, coast to coast a couple times. He got a dunk. Uh, he dunked on Paul Reed. That's who he dunked on. He dunked on Paul Reed, the backup big for the uh, 76ers. That was nice. Um, like I said, the strip on Embiid, uh, just the confidence that he's showing. And he had a nice pump fake on Embiid, went to the basket and dunked it in the first half. So he's just very decisive. I love the way he's playing out there. Out there. Uh, he's a solid defender as well, you know, strips, uh, deflections, plucking guys out there. So um, he's showing that he can put the ball on the floor and get to the basket, man. That he can navigate through the defense and get to the basket and finish above the rim. And just the athleticism that we, we've we been looking for in a draft pick. So I, I think that they 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 found – I think they found a gem in Bilal, and oh, he's yeah. growing each game. And there's a lot of guys that played well tonight. Like Jordan Poole had one of his better games. Yes, he had some bad turnovers towards the end of the game. Um, Denny had a good game passing the ball, so he, he's up there too, but he struggled shooting the ball. Kuzma had a solid game shooting the ball. 
And uh, Corey Kispert had a good game shooting the ball as well. So this yeah. is one of our better games. This is one of our better losses where it was competitive, yeah. where we didn't wave the white flag. Of course, we're going to talk more about how Joel Embiid put up 50 points, and they just couldn't stop him. And Gafford got fouled out with three minutes left in the game, and Gafford got injured and came back in the game and still fouled out pretty early because, you know, Embiid, they just they just have no answer. They don't have any big man depth no, no. at all. And Tyus had, one of, had a solid offensive game as well. So just all around – I thought the guys played well in a loss. They were up at, at the half, 62 to 60. Um, there was a lot of assists. Denny had eight assists. Kuz had seven assists. So yeah. uh, Tyus had eight assists. So they played unselfish basketball, backdoor cuts. I saw some uh, slipping the screen, uh, getting to the basket. Kyle Kuzma, a lot of pick and roll. Like the Sixers were struggling to guard us. But to answer your question, the guy who I was most impressed tonight was definitely the rookie, uh, Bilal Kulabali, going six for 10 from the field, 14 points. Uh, three assists as well, and uh, three still stat sheet stuff out there. So I really, really like what I saw from him tonight for sure. But other guys certainly played well. So they they made it tough to pick who who played the best out of all the guys. And I know it's a loss, but you know I, I think guys and, he, and like I said, this is this is one of Jordan Poole's better games for sure. One of his more efficient games, one tip for sixteen from the field. But like I said before. I really like what I saw from Bilal defensively and just, you know, getting after and being aggressive offensively as well. Man, I'm going to say two people, and uh, you already hit one of them, Bilal Koulibaly, man. Wow. <laughs> this brother is a future superstar, man. And we definitely hit on this draft pick. I mean, his athleticism, his defense, just his, you know, he is, we're a quarter away in the season right now. We're at the 20-game mark. And he's improved every game. Like, you know, at, at one point it was like, what do we really expect offensively from to the point where he, he's not he's not hesitant to shoot a three-point shot? Like, I'm telling you, man, because I, I compare him to OG Ananobi, maybe a slightly more athletic OG Ananobi. Uh, but when he figures it out on offense, man, especially when from, it's going to be impressive. I'm trying to tell you, this brother is a future superstar. And we definitely hit this draft pick if we properly develop him. Um, so, yeah, he impressed me tonight with that dunk hole for Paul Reed. I mean, picking MB's pocket. I mean, he is just he's, he's he's fun to watch because he is high energy. He's just but I'm another guy I'm looking at is Denny, man. Yeah, he had a bad shooting night. But I mean, if you look at eight rebounds, nine assists. So I mean you saw the vision, you saw him getting in and getting the boards, which we know rebounds an issue. So when his shot's not dropping, he's contributing in other ways, man. Which we didn't we didn't always see that from Denny. And I, I think that's the one part that really impresses me about Denny this year and how I believe that he's taking that step is that. Years past, when he had bad performances, especially from shooting, his confidence would take a dip, and you will see a bad performance in other areas. Now, the shot's not dropping. He's contributing in other ways, and that's what I want to see from a guy like this, especially after getting his bag, man. He's really evolving as an offensive force, man, and I like it, man. Shot wasn't dropping, but he still saw the vision, nine assists. You still saw him going in there and getting boards, man. Um, a couple more things kind of impressed me tonight from the Wizards. Uh, one issue we always talk about was three-point defense. The 76ers shot 29.6% uh, tonight from three. So we did well on the perimeter, definitely forcing them to shoot low percentage shots. We definitely were a little pesky on the on the perimeter. Um, rebounds, obviously, we lost the rebounding battle. It continues to be an issue. Uh, got out rebounded 54, 236, including giving them 11 offensive rebounds as opposed to two for ours. But, you know, looking at the starting five, I'm not upset, man. You know, Tyus Jones came in. And he dropped 20 points, eight assists. That's what I'm looking for from him. Eight, 11, eight from 11 from the field and two from four from three. 
and two blocks. <laughs> so I'm just saying, um, Jordan Poole, really good game. Yes, some bad turnovers, uh, but we know that is something that he's working on overall three turnovers, but 23 points, shooting 10 for 16 for the field. So he was highly efficient and shooting three for five from three. So I like what I saw from Jordan Poole tonight. We covered Denny, um, his stat line, eight points, but eight rebounds, nine assists. Kyle Kuzma, underwhelming efficiency took a hit, but he still provided 16.7 assists. Like you said, he and Gafford, yeah, offensively, yeah, you can look at it, say 18 points, you know, eight for 10 from the field, but fouls continue to be issue. He fouled out, and you can argue in a close game that you don't want to see a guy who is pivotal because we, you know, hate it or love it. Gafford's pivotal because he's probably the one true big we have at the center position in the center rotation. And when he's out, man, you know, when you slide Kuz in a small ball five and say, go, go guard and beat, that's a tough job to ask anybody, man. So, you know, again, center depth's an issue, in my opinion. We both said that, but whole nother issue, whole nother episode. But um, overall, I like what I saw. Uh, covering the bench real quick, we, we covered Bilal Kulabali, six for 10 for the field, uh, three point shot, wasn't dropping his uh, one for five from three, but. Three steals, man. I love what I see from this kid. And Corey Kispert, 16 points, man. Five percent for the field and four for five from three. He was his sniper self, man, hitting really, really good shots, man. I mean, I love when his shots hit, man. He is a sniper out there. So this was a and we both were kind of laughing about it before the show, man. I hate to say moral loss, right? <laughs> but I mean, this is the type of performance you want to see from the team, man. You know, the team, we know we're rebuilding. We know that this is not a playoff team. It's not going to be a good team, but you want to see the fight. You want to see the dog. You want to see them really trying to beat these teams. And they played a contender really well going to the fourth, man. So I love what I saw from this team. I'm, I'm impressed. This is the fight I want to see going forward. And I think that performances like this really solidify what we're trying to do as far as culture leading into year one of the rebuild. Definitely, yeah. I, I don't like moral victories too, but it feels like one. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely a game that they they certainly could have won. Uh, had some turnovers down the stretch. Uh, Denny had Blau for a wide open alley oop, but he fumbled the ball there. Fumbled the ball on the on the next play. Jordan Poole fumbled the ball and lost the, lost the ball. Blau threw a turnover on an inbounds play. So there were some definitely there were definitely some mental errors there down the stretch, and we only we didn't turn the ball over much throughout the game. It feels like uh, let me see how many turnovers. We only had 11 turnovers, but the turnovers yeah. really came down in the fourth quarter. You know, they, they made some mental mistakes there. Uh, and, of course, the Sixers guys at the free throw line a lot. And B just gets to the free throw so much. He knows, yes, he is getting fouled sometimes, but there's sometimes where he is definitely manipulating the refs with kind of, you know, flailing and kind of not flopping. He wasn't – I'm not going to say flopping, but he kind of was at times. He just knows how to sell it yeah. and do yeah. the acting motion to get the call, you know, so – they thought they, they shot 34 free throws and we shot eight. That's a huge difference in free throws. We talked about it last night in the preview. They're like number one in free throw attempts. It's all yeah. because of Joel Embiid. He just shoots so many free throws. Uh, he gets in the line so much. I mean, he, he's a tough guard. 50 points. He had 45 the last time we played him. He put up 50. Uh, that was just a tough. Um, the broadcast, they call it the dream shake. So he did like a shimmy, hit that on Gaffer. Then he had a jumper on, on Gaffer. Uh, it wasn't Gaffer. I think it was Gallinari. To fin really hit the dagger, uh, so Embiid just put on a show, and they that was basically it. They they weren't able to stop him. Uh, Maxi put up some points too tonight too. He put up twenty six, so it was the Embiid and Maxi show. And Melton had nineteen. Uber had a couple. He had a putback dunk too. So they they just couldn't get stops when they needed to. But once again, like we said, I thought overall, I thought they played hard tonight. They put up a good effort. 
Yeah, I mean, the Academy Award definitely goes out to Joel B because, oh, <laughs> I mean, he knows how to play it. I mean, he's a pro's pro. He's been in this league for a minute. He's, you know, he's always in MVP conversations for a reason. He just knows how to play the game. You know, he knows how the game is. But, I mean, I love what I saw from this team going forward man, or tonight. And going forward, I want to see this type of performance, man. Like I said, we preach a lot about culture. You know, culture is playing hard. And they played hard tonight. They played really hard tonight. So, um, next, we're going to talk about what is Bilal Koulibaly's ceiling. And then at the end, we are going to chop it up like we always do. Before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, Lord, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins, though. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on action than right now. Don't hesitate. I'm trying to tell you there's money to be had, so definitely do it now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and parlays, and a lot more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, um, moving on, E, looking at Bilal Koulibaly. Like I said, we are a quarter of the way in into the NBA regular season. And looking at Bilal Koulibaly right now, what is his ceiling in your eyes? Do you see him as a potential superstar, you know, maybe an all-star, or maybe just a really high upside starter? What do you what do you see? What do you think? Oh, you on, you're yeah, on mute. Yeah, I was on mute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. Oh man, it's such a tough one. It's kind of just like the one yesterday where they were asking if uh Daniel Bilal could be the uh, future or yeah. the future franchise guys. It's so tough, man. He he's looking better and better each game, man. If he plays like that, man. He he certainly could be. Uh, I think definitely a, a legitimate starter for sure. Yeah. Um, but the the question is, you know, can he can he blossom into an all star? Can he blossom into into that kind of player? Um, but no, I mean the fact that we're 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 talking about this is, is good news. Yeah. You know, we've seen some of our rookies struggle in the past, especially their their rookie season. You know, we've seen Johnny Davis like that. You know in the G league and not playing like, you know, Wes, Wes wanted uh lot to play in the G league. You know, he said in the press or, you know, he was like, he said he was ready for him to play in the G league, he said the same thing about Corey Kispert, but 
Um, you know, to see what he's doing now, getting legit minutes, uh, plucking Embiid, dunking on Paul Reed, guarding Embiid, uh, playing really well defensively, getting stops against uh, some of the better players in the league, and and not and playing tough. Dame Lillard said good things about it. Giannis said that he's not too scared of the lights or the bright lights at all. So some big time players have said a lot of good things about Bilal already. So I mean, the sky is the limit for this guy. I don't know if he'll ever be an all-star, but, man, he, he can play. He can play. He's going to make an impact on this team. He's definitely going to be a legit starter in the league for, for a long time, for 10-plus years for sure. And he's going to get strong. He's got to get in the weight room. Yeah, you know, the yeah. shot is good. Got to work in the ball handling. But once he gets in the weight room and gets stronger and he's just pushing guys out the way, um, he can be a force to be reckoned with, man. I'm excited to see this offseason program that they put that they put him put him in, the diet, all that. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, for sure. Uh, but I, I think in, in the three-point shot is that's that's the biggest surprise to me how well he's shooting the three ball because that's that's something I thought he was going to struggle with coming in. Uh, he is right now he's shooting forty-three percent from the three, which is just really really uh, it, it, it's awesome to see that because I, I thought he was going to struggle from the three in the summer league. The summer league is the summer league, but he struggled from the three, and you know he wasn't a, he wasn't known as a three-point shooter uh, with the team with Victor, with Victor Wimayama that he played on last year either. So he's not shooting a lot of threes, but he's knocking them down. Like he's making at least one per game or one every other game. So I, I yeah. love that he's stretching the floor too. He's really expanding his game. So each game you see him do something different where he's improving. And I think this coaching staff and, and some of the new developmental staff that they have on the coaching staff, uh, it, it, they, they, they can. I think they can get the best out of them, and I think they have a legitimate plan. Will Dawkins, Michael Winger, and uh, Travis Schling. It looks like they have a legitimate developmental plan for him. So I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what he does for the rest of the season. I'm excited to see what they do with him if they give him more playing time after the or before, not even just after the trade deadline, but before. Because I want to see how many minutes did he get tonight. He had because I, I want to see him getting that really that 35. Uh, minute range because that's that's you know of course Kuz you know Kuz got thirty four so Kuz is going to give you know thirty four or thirty five minutes. Blau yeah, got twenty eight. Oh twenty eight. Yep. Yeah, Blau had twenty eight. So I want to see his minutes go up a little bit. You know, I, I think like I said after the trade deadline, his minutes are going to go up, but I, I want to see him go up before that time before they start you know shipping some guys off. So you know I, I don't know if it's because you know Shamet was out, Johnny was out, and um somebody else was out. I can't remember. I don't know if that's why Blau got more minutes, but Blau deserves more minutes for sure. So. I'm excited to see, but to answer your question, yeah, I think I'm gonna say legit starter right now. All star, I need to see more. Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent, man. Um, I I need to see more for me to say all star, and I I gotta see a lot more before mm-hmm. we even get into the territory of superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say there's nothing wrong with being a high upside starter because that's why I always kind of compare him to OJ Nanobi, maybe Scotty Barnes. Is because they're very integral pieces of that offense in Toronto. I mean, you know, if you look at OG, you know, he can defend, he can shoot from three. He's just that guy where he's not a guy you could really consider an all star per se, but he's a guy that you need on your team to be successful. And, he, you know, Bilal is definitely going to be that guy, man. I mean, his defense is just already immaculate, in my opinion. And, you know, you, if you look at his offensive game, it went from, you know, like you said, he, you know, a non-existent three-point shot in the French league to, you know, us having questions on how long he might till he's able to at least be decent. So now he's out there and he's got confidence. Like, you know, and you know, he's constantly shooting these threes. He's not hesitant. I love what I see from Blau, man. I definitely think he's going to be a very above average starter. Like I said, I, I need to see more. 
for that all star. But that's the thing, man. Not I mean, how many all stars? You know, there's only so many all stars. I mean, there's a lot of guys who are above average starters. You know, in you know, being all star, not being an all star is not that statistics where it's going to you know make or break somebody. I think that he's definitely going to be very very important in the foundation of this team going forward, man. Especially trying to find guys who can defend. You know, between him and Denny, both of them are high, definitely high level defenders in my opinion. So. Blau, man, he definitely has high upside. And again, I, you know, I, this is something that you, you haven't heard in a long time, but we definitely hit on this draft pick. I mean, he, we definitely hit on it, you know. So I'm excited to see what his future is going to be in DC, man, because this kid can play some basketball, man. I mean, he's humble. You know, he comes out there, he's ready to work. I mean, I, I, I love it. I love, I'm a big fan of Blau, man. So uh, we're going to go ahead and slide into comments and then we're going to call it tonight. But before we do, it's going to haul us about prize picks. Yes, sir. Shout out to prize picks. Um, if you pick Joel and B getting the over, then you definitely hit on that for sure. But uh, prize picks is e- super, super easy to use. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in with basketball season here. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players in different sports leagues. For example, LeBron James, Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made plus receptions. Want to play alongside some of prospects favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the PrizePix community each week. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half does not re- and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Make sure you guys check out PrizePix. Go to PrizePix.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. So, like I said, if you if you pick the more on um, Joel Embiid's points with 50, then you smash that. Same thing with Tyrese Maxey's points, I want to say. Uh, they usually have them around 25. Uh, if you would have picked Jordan Poole's more, he, you would have hit on that. Same thing with Bilal Koulibaly. If you would have hit the uh, more on Daniel Gaffers tonight, too, at 18, because – uh, that definitely is more than what they usually have projected around. They have him projected around 10 and a half. So make sure you guys sign up for prize picks using Colox on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right. So let's slide in the comments like we do. 
And if you see any man, go ahead and, and, and rock with it. Um, yes, sir. Uh, I guess we'll just start off with uh, <laughs> some of the riffraff here. I know, I know, Israeli fandom's trolling. I know he is. So he uh, <laughs> he said, "Diddy's better than Blau." No one thinks Blau is better. Diddy starts. Yeah. So Israeli fandom. He's a funny guy. So we'll, we'll get to some more um, serious comments here. Uh, DMV for life. He says Gafford's defense was trash tonight. He should be embarrassed. Good offensive showing, but when you score 18 but give up at least 30 plus or more than 30 plus, uh, foul out. What does that? What does that say? Um, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna give him a pass, but Joel Embiid, he's just a different animal. Yeah, he really is. I mean, a different player. I'll say that. Um, he's an elite player. He's an MVP last year, MVP caliber player again this year. 50 points. He put up 45 the last time. Every time he plays the Wizards, he puts up at least 30. And um, we don't have any front court depth at all behind Gafford to even help him. Like the backup is Mascala and Gallinari. So we know they're <laughs> going to get cooked too. So I'm not making excuses for Gafford, but it's kind of like we knew this coming in. You know, Gafford got injured, came back in, got fouled out. Um, the guards don't help him much either, but this time they're just throwing a ball into the post into Joel, and Joel's either facing up, backing him down, shimmy shaking it on him, hitting a fadeaway jumper, or he's dribbling to get into the basket on Gafford, and Gafford is just providing no resistance. And Embiid has what thirty pounds on Gafford, so yeah. it, it's just a mismatch. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's, a, it's a mismatch. Um, I think over the offseason we definitely should have signed another big or more bigs. But, uh, you know, Gaffer's only big on the team. So this is just what you're going to get. We play them again on Monday. So the more or less on prize picks on might might be 40 on Embiid, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. that they did more or less than 40 points. Yeah, we played them on Monday. And Maxi, he, he hurts us too. So it's not just Gaffer getting cooked, honestly. Maxi put up 25. Yeah, I mean, the curious case of Daniel Gaffer. I mean – yeah, can you say that a lot of his shots are spoon fed? Like, <laughs> kind of echoing John Wall's comments about Gortat. He's set up, you know, he has to be set up a lot on the offensive end. You know, he does do a good job with putbacks, lobs. Um, he's starting to show a mid range jumper. I believe he hit one in the first quarter. And so I was like, yeah, but I mean, we know what his issues are, man. You know, the foul trouble continues to be an issue. And yeah, Joel Embiid is a monster that not many people in this league are going to be able to stop. And I felt they tried tonight. You know, I felt that, you know, you saw Blau on him a few times. You saw Denny on him. I mean, everybody collectively tried to slow him down, but – and he still dropped the 50 piece. So, that's – you know, Embiid's just another animal, man. He's like the Giannis's and the Jokic's of this league, man. It's just – you're not going to stop him. You ho- you just hope to try to slow him down. But Gafford is what he is, man. He's a backup who's playing – he was starting. He's a backup. I mean, you know, and nothing against Daniel Gafford, man, but to me that's what he is. He's a backup center because – you want to see him kind of evolve, and he hasn't. You know, foul issues continue to be an issue. And if anybody on the roster, I want to see him getting, you know, it shouldn't be. I mean, I like seeing Denny leading all rebound, Wizards rebounders, but should it be Denny being the leader of rebounding? No, it should be Gaff, man. Like, he has to be have more of a presence in the paint, man. And like I said, I, I'm not going to knock him too hard because it's Embiid, but in the same fashion, man, yeah, he can, he, you know, scoring-wise, he's there, but. I mean, when you're the only big on the roster, you know, you've got to really work on the foul issues, you know, whether it's, you know, going for those pump fakes all the daggone time or, you know, because that, that last foul was preventable. You know, that was, that was a foul. You know, you really can't. Mm. And, and in my opinion, the, the officiating was trash tonight. I mean, there's a lot of missed calls. Like, there, there was a turnover that Jordan Poole had in the fourth, man, where I believe that was a foul. 
Um, but you know, obviously, yeah. The, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So there was a few turnovers where yeah, it was obviously him, but there was a there was some calls that weren't called tonight. And we are, we all know that you know these teams like the Sixers get those calls, and then B, you know, with his Academy Award, he's gonna get those he's gonna get those calls. So we know what it is. But yeah, in, in short, man, Gafford, he is what he is. He's a, he's a backup who's starting right now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. gonna provide points. And he's gonna but you know, but defense is just it's gonna be hard. Who does he really match up against? Very little, very little centers in this league. Is he the guy that's really, you know what I mean? So, um, I like Gaff, man, but he's a backup, and that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a backup. He's just overmatched against Joel Embiid. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, I'll throw some history. So, somebody else from the Wizards seven years ago, they put up fifty-two points, eight assists, hit five threes, and had three steals against the Orlando Magic. That was seven years ago today. Wow. Seven years ago, huh? Mm-hmm. I guess a trivia question for you. Oh, man. Okay. Um, dropped 52 piece seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is my man Jay Dub? Yes, sir. It was John Wall. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. It's my guy. Right. Um, but this is uh, this is from the, the press conference after the game from West Huntsville Jr. Josh Roberts tweeted this out. He said, West Huntsville Jr. said it was really frustrating that his team's best drivers, Denny Avdia, Kuzma, Poole, did not get a single free throw attempt while the Sixers recorded 34 free throw yeah. attempts tonight. The Wizards had eight free throw attempts in total. So uh, West Huntsville Jr. is complaining about the refs tonight. You know, I mean, you said the refs were awful. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, they weren't the best refs. I mean, they're not why we lost the game. But, yeah, the, the free throw discrepancy definitely was ridiculous for sure. Um, you know, Embiid just gets any any call. He, I mean, he gets, the, he gets the superstar treatment. He gets any any call. Some of them were fouls. But a lot of the times he definitely is, you know, putting on a, putting on a show for the refs for sure. Uh, Bulls yeah, Nation. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I mean, I was just going to say, man, we know Embiid's that guy. He, you know, he, he likes to play it up. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Blau is this thing. And then I, I wanted to say Tyus Jones shot a three. We were down by four. It was a minute left. Once yeah. it was 113 to 109. I didn't like that shot selection there. I thought we could have took it to the basket there and slowed it down. We didn't have to shoot a three. It was a wide open three. But that was one thing where I was like, ah, I thought we should have taken it to the basket there. Yeah, I agree. You know, I totally agree with that, man. I felt like they should have did something else there. But um, let's see. Uh, Desan says, Bilal is his team's MVP. I don't care. Our future is bright. Uh, MVP, I don't know. It's, it's a toss-up right now, man. But you, I like what I see from Bilal. Um, the kid is really evolving in a short amount of time, man. And, you know, he's in the, and it kind of tells you he works on his game. He, you know, he's mm-hmm. definitely in the gym working on his game. So um, I, I love where this kid's headed, man. You know, he's young, still growing. And <laughs> look, the future's bright. It definitely is. Especially if we hit in the draft, he is definitely a first step in the right direction as far as the draft for this organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the play right now where he faked the dribble handoff, took it to the basket on Kelly Oubre and dunked it. So that was a beautiful coast to coast play. Uh, each game is getting better. He's showing off a different yeah. move uh, each game. Uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of flack for Daniel Gaffer here tonight. Uh, Muhammad Worthington says get Daniel Gaffer out of DC as a backup center at best can't guard anyone. At least Bilal played amazing. Yeah, we know who Gaffer. It is. That's why, you know, we both said that, you know, they should have brought in another big, you know, at least yeah. uh, another, you know, seven footer or some type of big. They can provide some resistance in the post. But, yeah, we, we know who Gafford is. And that's the front office just decided to have him as the only big on the team. And, you know, you look 
those are the results you're going to get. Every big man that comes in, Mark Williams had 20 points and 20 boards. So every night the yeah. the other team center or big man, they always have a big game against the Wizards. You can you can count on it. Uh, Wiz kid forever, much better game than the one last one than the last one. I guess that is true. That's true. Pool is given 100. Can he really be that bad player? I, I mean tonight, I I didn't see any issues out of Jordan Pool tonight. I mean, yeah, the, the turnovers, yeah, but I mean. You know, he led all Wizard scores. I mean, you know, I, I like what I saw from Jordan Poole tonight. You know, he's definitely was some, you know, someone locked in. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Sometimes you kind of see the seriousness kind of leave at times, but now nah, this was one of the better showings for Jordan Poole. I'm not, you know, I, I I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna give him number praise tonight, man. You know, Jordan Poole looked good tonight. Um, yeah, he he definitely has to work on the turnovers, but I mean, heck, man, everybody got to work on something on this team. So, I mean, I'm not mad, man. I thought he had a really good. And a uh, really good game tonight. And plus, he was very efficient. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Stuart O'Flaherty says Bilal looks good and Denny is getting better and better. Yeah, I-, I thought Denny had some moments tonight. Eight assists, didn't shoot the ball well, but you know, you saw the passing. Eight assists, the ball movement was great. The pick and roll was great. Jared Butler came in and gave some good minutes. He had a couple nice passes to Mescala. Where Mescala had a dunk, so everything everybody was moving the ball really, really well. I thought Danny moved the ball well. He just, you know, struggled with some turnovers down the stretch, struggled to shoot the ball, and Bilal had a great game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, both of these guys are really my focal. I mean, I'm looking at Corey Kispert, but you know, I, I say it all the time in it. Corey Kispert is what he is. He's a shooter who can cut, but you know, I, I'm looking at Denny and I'm looking at Bilal as really being those guys, these young guys for the foundation of this team because. You know, I believe that they can find consistent offensive games. These are two guys that are really going to be really, really good going forward for this team, man. So, I mean, because I see there's a lot of comments in here, man. People going back and forth about Bilal mm-hmm. and Denny, man. I mean, let's celebrate both. I think both of them are a couple of young guys, man, where their offensive games are coming along. They can defend at a high level. These two guys are going to be good. So, you know, I don't really want to see y'all going back and forth about both. I mean, let's celebrate them because you're seeing two – Young guys who are really evolving, man, and that's what you want to see. That's the mm-hmm. highlight of the season, man. So, yeah, let's not this. Let's not let this be uh, Denny versus Ruri two point yeah. where there was just <laughs> the fan base was split. It was people were, you know, cheering for Rui and saying Rui, you know, Rui and Denny. Like nobody could, you know, root for them at the same time. It had to be split, you know. So I'm not yeah. doing that again with Denny versus Rui or Denny versus Blau kind of stuff. I see it starting to start up again. So let's just nip that in the bud before it starts starts up again. Uh, Josh Jenkins says, I want to give Gafford some props. thought he made some progress against him if tonight compared to previous. Yeah, so a lot of people were giving him a flight. I thought offensively he did some good things. Brandon, you said he was spoon-fed. That is true. So, you know, he finished some things. He did miss an alley-oop, uh, he, like air-balled alley-oop. But other than that, offensively, he was fine. Defensively, yeah, it's just – Embiid is just a terrible, terrible matchup. For, he's a terrible matchup for a lot of people in the league. But Embiid is just – he's just a really – a uh, really, really bad matchup for Dale Gafford. I mean, like I said, I, I, I like Gaff, man. I do I do like Gaff, man. But, I mean, we got to be real about what our expectations are for Gaff, man. Um, lob threat, yes. Can he hold his own? I mean, it's getting harder, man. I mean, let's be real. Because if you look at the centers in this league, man, how many, how many matchups do you see that Dale Gafford has a chance to be dominant? I mean, he's just not that guy in the starting center. And, you know, like I said – he is what he is. He's a backup because, I mean, they could have brought Mo Bomb up in there, man, and he probably would have gave him, <laughs> gave him some fits. 
I'm just saying he's got to work on some things. And, you know, and here's the thing, you know, just like we were talking about Western Cell and them kind of jumping the gun and giving him that fourth year option. I believe they jumped the gun giving Daniel Gafford an extension because, I mean, he's he's very, very limited what he can do offensively. You know, he's developing a mid-range, but still he's very, very limited, man. So we'll see. But, I, mm-hmm. you know, going forward, I do not believe he's the, he's the center of the future. I think the center in the future is in France. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just being real. But so he mm-hmm. is what he is. He. Right. Um, Bliss Nation says we all need a woman who loves the way Israeli fandom <laughs> loves. D- <laughs> no joke. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And Chimp, yeah, we're not. People are still scared to be critical of Denny. Yeah. Um, I know, I know Chimp. Chimp's been a long time listener, so he knows we're not we're not afraid to be critical of anybody. You know, it doesn't nah. matter who it is. So we anybody we got, get that smoke? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. A lot of people say that. Uh, you know, we didn't congratulate Denny or whatnot. So we we people say we're overly critical of Denny. But I I, I like the way he played tonight. He didn't shoot the ball well, but once again, I thought I thought he made some really good passes tonight. Uh, Jared, I guess we'll end on this one. Jared Butler tomorrow will probably finish up some other comments and do a preview. Uh, David Butler, he might be related to Jared Butler. So what are your thoughts on Jared Butler? Uh, I'll go first. I thought he played well, uh, made some really nice passes. The pick and roll was working for him. So him being a two-way contract player, I thought he stepped up without DeLon Wright. No Johnny Davis, no Shamet. I thought he made the most of his minutes. Uh, let me look at his stat line as well. Uh, but, yeah, I already talked about the nice passes that he made in Mascala on the pick and roll. So I, I like what I saw from him. You know, he's a, he's he's been in the league for, what, two or three years? Uh, won a championship with Baylor, so you know he's a smart player. Four four assists. He did have five fouls, though. Uh, yeah, he had five. Yeah. He had zero points, four assists, and five fouls. So you just got to work on the fouling. And uh, zero for three from the field. Kind of wasn't really looking to score, but looking looking more to set guys up. So I, I like the way he played tonight. Oh, absolutely, I man. See he's Rollins dog. get some time though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say that too, man. Rollins and Butler are the two guys that I think are high upside guys, man. I mean, I you know I watched Go Go games, man, and um, the, the Go Go's got a lot of talent, man. Jules Bernard. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the Go Go, and uh, you know they've got you know Emory is another name. So mm-hmm. I love um, Jalo. I like him. Abs- too. Oh man, yeah, coming from uh, former Piston, man. Yeah, there's a lot of talent on the Go Go. So yeah, Jerry Butler, man, he comes in, he plays hard, he he gives you quality minutes. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm really becoming a big fan of him. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up tonight. We want to thank you guys for listening and making lots of words your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that notification bell and hail to the Wizards. Peace. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.